Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm your host, George Kurtz, filling in for Corey Parson today. Corey is, uh, I don't know, maybe he's on his way to Seattle to go see the Cowboys and Seahawks play tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Maybe yes, maybe no. Joining me today will be Jim Day in a minute. Uh, Jim Day will be filling in for Joe Galina, who has a, uh, a personal issue to deal with today. So uh, we're going to talk to you about, listen, we're going to talk about week three of football. All right, uh, it's no use even uh, kidding around about it. I, I wouldn't mind talking some hockey and some baseball, but... It's football. It's what it is. It's what drives this industry. It's what drives all of us. You know, it's week three. Some people are getting nervous already. You may have started 0-2, and you're thinking about, oh, i got to drop this guy for that guy. I get it. I truly do. You know, uh, no one likes to be – no one wants to go 0-3. You know, 0-2 is not you – know, you're not desperate. You're really not. But uh, some of the questions I've been seeing are like, should I drop Sammy Watkins, even though he had a good game last week? You know, you, you want to give your, your, your better players a chance – you know, maybe the first two games, maybe they were played the top defenses. You know, they struggled a little bit. You know, give them a chance to see what they can do this season. I understand we want to turn our roster. We're not a patient group. And fantasy, listen, the American society is not a patient group. We're one of fantasy owners. We're not patient. You know, we want to win now. We don't want to wait. Uh, we want to see results immediately. You lose uh, after Monday night, you lose. You want to play the next day. I get it. You know, and uh, I understand there are certain, certain situations where maybe you have to release a good player. You know, because you're short of running back. This week's been brutal for running backs. Jay Ajayi, out. He's not going to play. And that's a problem. Marlon Mack, out. I understand Mack's not all that great, but still, it's another starting running back, not going to play. Dalvin Cook, out. I mean, you keep doing the numbers here. Also, almost four starting running backs are out this week. That's 12% of the league. You know, that's, that's a problem. And in, certain, in some leagues, there just is no depth at running back. There's no one to pick up. You're wondering who to start. Uh, it can be brutal. I play in one league, a very deep... Uh, a deep league. It's 32 teams, but it's split to 16-team conferences. As a matter of fact, I believe it's a league where Jim Day set up the league. He was once the commissioner of the league. And I'm down Devonta Freeman, out again. Jay Ajayi, I mentioned he's out. Marlon Mack. I only have four running backs on my roster. Three of them are gone. Luckily for me, we can get away with starting only starting one running back. I can go wide receiver heavy or go tight end heavy. So I don't have too many difficult decisions to make there. Uh, Melvin Gordon is my one running back, and even he doesn't have a great matchup tomorrow, but he'll have to start for me, and I'll survive with my wide receivers. I'm also one and one so I don't need to make maybe some of these tough decisions that other owners will have to make. I mean, I can tell you some of the questions I've gotten, and when I, I just received recently on Twitter was they're short of running back, and they want to know, should they release Sammy Watkins or Allen Robinson? There's no one... No, and there's plenty of running backs on the waiver wire. It's a 10-team league. So there's plenty of running backs to pick up on the waiver wire. The Giovanni Bernards, Latavius Murrays, uh, Corey Clements, they're all out there. But because it's a 10-team league, he has to release a good wide receiver, Watkins Robinson. I mean, in this case, if you have to uh, release a wide receiver, if you don't have anybody worse on your roster to release, I kind of find that hard to believe. You don't have a second quarterback you can get rid of, you know, a second tight end. You know, some people even carry two uh, DSTs. But if you have to release one, you're going to release Watkins there. Robinson, the number one for Chicago, and had a very, very good game uh, Monday night. So you, that's who you're going to release there. And uh, so it can be a very tough situation. I understand Jim Day is with us now. Good afternoon, Mr. Day. Hey, how you doing, George? How you doing? It's Saturday. We're talking football. It's a good day. It is a good day. It absolutely is a good day. Now, for those who are wondering, uh, I said Jim and I, Jim and I are covering for Corey uh, Parson and Joe Galina. They're both out today. Uh, Jim used to be a frequent guest on uh, my morning shows with Tony Sincata. Uh, Jim, I, when, I, when I think of you, Jim, I always think of two things. One, and it's a question I think I ask you every time, 
How many leagues, Jim? 173. How, how the hell do you pay attention to 100? I mean, how do you do your fabs during the week? What happens okay, when? Well, 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 slow down. First of all, a lot of them are best ball this year. I don't count best ball. I don't. No, when I well, say how many leagues, I, I'm not counting best ball. I play. Okay, a lot of well, those if two. you're not counting best ball, then I'm only doing 26 in season leagues. All right, that's certainly doable. As uh, uh, at one time I was in the 20s as well. All right, that that's more livable. But it must drive you crazy. What, what do you do on a Sunday morning, Jim? 11:30. You know, assuming you're, you're you can pay attention at 11:30. You're not busy. We all have work to do on uh, on Sunday mornings. You find out a player you thought was going to start is not going to start. I mean, really, how do you go about doing? Oh, I got to take this guy out of my lineup now in seven leagues. Well, it's easy. I just do a search on a, a spreadsheet that I've put together and find out what leagues I have that player in, and I could easily go make those changes as needed. That, that's, that's fantastic. Uh, no, but, Jim, one of the reasons why I don't play in that many leagues anymore is I found that – now, maybe it's because, once again, I'm a baseball guy, too. I'm a hockey guy. I've already done three hockey drafts. I have three more this week. Uh, baseball, we're in the, the playoffs and head-to-head leagues at the end hockey, of the season that, and other leagues. That's, that's that game they use those brooms in, right, hockey? Yeah. Listen, I got a friend who uh, plays broom ball. I don't know what the hell it is, <laughs> but it's similar to hockey. Listen, he goes to the city and play broom ball. What the hell? But – what I was saying is I found that I'm a better player by not playing in so many leagues because – I mean, I don't want to put you on my spot but do you find that there will be leagues where you lose interest in? Maybe you didn't start – listen, you're 26 league. You're not going to start off uh, great in every league. There are going to be leagues you're out of it in. And maybe you don't pay attention to fab in that league. Uh, just by, you know, hey, you're just too busy to do all leagues. That was my problem. Certain leagues got more love for me than others, especially the ones in which I started off having a good season. Yeah, see, I don't really have that problem. I check every one of my leagues at least twice a day, every week, uh, and every day. So, I mean, I'm I try to stay on top of each league all the time, all season long. I I don't ever want to say I give up on a league, no matter what. I I I just hate losing it's too much to just give games away. That's fantastic. My second favorite story with Jim Day, and I don't even know if you'll remember this, Jim. You and I did a podcast together uh, many years ago. Matter of fact, it was uh, eight years ago. Well, seven and a half years ago. And uh, before the podcast starts, uh, now you and I worked together before, but maybe, maybe even the first time we actually got to talk to each other. It's before the podcast. We were, just, we were just chatting, and you asked me, so how long have you been married for? And I'm like, oh, I've been married for, oh, crap. It was like March 7th. My anniversary is March 3rd. And I realized, <laughs> oh, I forgot. You know, and I, I actually told Jim, Jim, hang on a second. My wife was in the kitchen. So I was never so afraid when I walked into that kitchen and went, hi, honey, happy anniversary. You know, because you're wondering, has she been waiting four days for me to say this now? And I'm dead. And I don't know what this is going to cost me and what I'm going to have to do. And then with the greatest thing ever, I see the look on her face. I can see her doing the mental math. She forgot too. And I was like, yes, yes. I was okay. I That's always that a story, story I tell well. about you. <laughs> I was yeah, never really. so afraid, Jim. Never, never so afraid than that. But let, listen, let's get back to fantasy. We're going to talk some fantasy. Hey, actually, we'll, in two weeks, it'll be 25 years for me. 25 years, man. It's only uh, 17 and a half for me. And I'm very yeah. happy to, get, to have gotten this far. How does, you, uh, how does she handle your football Sundays, Jim? She, she has absolutely no problem with football Sundays for me. She actually takes quite good care of me on Sundays. So while I'm doing all my stuff, she's doing everything else I need. Is she a football fan? Uh, she's not a huge fan, but she's learned a lot about the game. She watches a lot of games with me. She even plays in a fantasy football league. Nice, nice. My wife's not a fan at all, by the way. Doesn't care. She'll, she'll come and watch a game. Oh, the Cowboys suck and leave. Uh, that's pretty much why. <laughs> well, Yankees, they do, so, so I get that. Oh, they are not the best team on the world here. <laughs> but listen, we're going to uh, discuss all the games this week. We're going to go over your, your start sets, your who's playing, who's not playing. We're going to take phone calls from a 3 o'clock hour. So that's one eight four four eight four fntsy one eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. For those of you who don't want to deal with the uh, figuring out the letters and the numbers there, we'll take it like that. The 3 o'clock hour, Jim and I will take all your starts and questions. We'll take them if you're going to call in. If you put them on Twitter to either one of us, we'll take them there. I may even go to the Slack channel for the experts and grab some questions if we need to. So, Jim, I'm assuming you watched the game Thursday night. Oh, of course. How could you not watch the game Thursday night? Baker Mayfield, baby. Uh, listen, I, I, I know in one quarterback leagues when I take a Baker Mayfield. In two quarterback, do, do you play in two quarterback leagues, Jim? I do. I do play in I would, I both would, I would think two so. quarterback and super flex, yes. 
Yeah, those are my favorite type of leagues, by the way. And before you got on, I mentioned uh, one of my favorite leagues is a league I believe you set up many years ago, the Dynasty League, over at the other platform, the 32-team league. Yes. Remember that one? That, that's <laughs> yes, one of my favorites. That's full IDP. Actually, we start more IDP than we do uh, offensive players in that league. Love offensive. that league. Yep. Yeah, that was yes. a fun league. It, definitely one of my favorite things to do is to set up leagues that take people out of their comfort zone when they're drafting and can't really use a cookie-cutter draft sheet to draft in. So anything that changes it up, makes it different, is, is what I like when I set up a league. Well, you certainly succeeded in that league. That league is a – I think it's a great league at 32 owners. It's two 16-team conferences, so it's really two 16-team leagues. But it's, it's fantastic, a lot of fun to do. So we watched the game. Now, two-quarterback league, super flex league. If – I mean, obviously you'd have to have a, a weak second quarterback. Can you see yourself starting Baker Mayfield, or is he out of your top 24? No, no. He'll be a match, match-up guy. He's not a guy I'm going to start every week. Absolutely not. A rookie's going to make mistakes. He's going to have good weeks. He's going to have bad. But if he gets the right matchup, he's definitely somebody I would stream for that week. Yeah, I think that's he where definitely I am. Bring, he's got a lot of weapons around him. And, you know, he brings an excitement to that offense that Tyrod Taylor just wasn't bringing. Oh, I agree. I mean, we saw Taylor just couldn't get the ball deep to Callaway on a couple of passes here. Maybe Callaway should have gone up, gone up and gotten one, but uh, it just wasn't working. I mean, listen, we can all argue that if they had a, a real kicker, they might be 3-0. I mean, they could have easily yeah. beaten Pittsburgh and kicked the ball in overtime. Last week was a joke. What did he miss, three field goals and two extra points? That just can't oh. happen. So, uh, listen, I feel uh, good for Cleveland. Good they won a game. Sorry, Jet fans. Uh, you ended up losing that losing, uh, ending that losing streak for them. Now, you mentioned, uh, we mentioned Callaway. What are you thinking about him? Uh, I assume he's gone in most leagues. He was a heavy pickup this league. Where do you have him ranked? Are you seeing him as a wide receiver three, possible low-end wide receiver two? Baker Mayfield's got the arm strength to get the ball anywhere to him. How are you liking Callaway? Well, you know, he, he's still a, he's one of those boomer bust players. He's going to hit that long touchdown or he's not. Um, so he's going to be really dependent on that. He's not somebody who's going to soak up a lot of targets, uh, especially with Landry out there. So, you know, I don't really look at him as a guy that I want to trust uh, as a wide receiver three each week. I think he'll be, you know, a flex play in games where they have a good matchup where I think they're going to have to throw a lot. But he's not somebody I consider safe to play as a wide receiver three each and every week yet. Just not getting enough targets. Speaking of not getting enough targets, Najoku was a, I don't want to say a sleeper tight end, because I, I truly don't believe there's any, any such thing as a sleeper anywhere in football. We all talk about this all offseason long for crying out loud. We mention everybody. But Najoku has been somewhat disappointing. I mean, we probably had him around that 10 to 14 range of tight end, and it just hasn't happened. Do you feel better about him? And we could throw, uh, throw Duke Johnson into this category as well. Do we feel better about these two, or one of these two, now that Mayfield should, I'm assuming they're going to start him. If they go back to, it has to be Mayfield. Uh, assuming they, uh, Mayfield starts, do you feel better about either one of these two now that it's Mayfield? Well, I, I feel better about Njoku. The, the thing I liked is once Mayfield came in the game, Njoku got two quick targets, which was nice. Looked good. You know, definitely got, you know, fantasy owners saying, ooh, nice, this is what, what I want to see. And then he didn't target him again for the rest of the game, which was a little upsetting. So hopefully that does change. I think he will be part of this. He, he's just a good all-around tight end. He's got right size, the right speed. You know, he, he's not afraid to go up and fight for a ball. He's just got to learn to focus more and not let the balls clang off his hands every once in a while. If he can, you know, curtail that that dropsies, that thing that he's been having, then I think he'll be much better off. Look, Baker's numbers would have been so much better this week if there weren't three drop passes, including one by Landry, you know, very something you don't see too often, uh, that might have gone for a touchdown. So his numbers would have been even much more improved if these guys would have held on to the ball. So we'll see. Duke Johnson is somebody that, you know, early in the preseason, before all the hype of Gordon, I was really into him because what he did last year, I figured he'd try to do it again. Then they got Gordon involved, and all of a sudden I was off Duke Johnson and telling everybody to stay away, fade him this year. And I just thought there were too many weapons around, um, especially when you know you got Carlos Hyde at, at running back who can catch the ball. He's a very good receiver. So I really thought that would hurt Duke, and that's what we're starting to see. Now, Duke is still too much of a playmaker for them not to find ways to get him involved. To me, that's just bad coaching. They need to get him on the field 
whether they split him, you know, out into the slot once in a while or something like that, find ways to get him out in the open with the ball because he could just do too much with it in his hands. Agreed. And they signed to what the three, four year deal in the offseason, so you you know they want him to be a part of their offense. So I got to think, uh, I got to think it, uh, it gets better here. But listen, in a, uh, one of my leagues, I, I just released him this week. I have some running back depth there. And George, someone released George Kittle, which I thought was silly. So I went for the uh, the backup tight end, even though I think my starter in that league was Travis Kelsey offhand. I just couldn't pass up on Kittle, uh, and Duke went there. But I, I agree. I think I think Duke still has something left here. Now, you mentioned uh, May, there were several drop passes in that game. And he throw, Mayfield throws the ball hard. You know, I wonder if part of it is just that the receivers, I know he's been there in practice, but Tyrod Taylor's gotten more of the reps. If they just need to get used to somebody throwing a fastball. I mean, he's got Brett Favre type uh, of a gun there, John Elway type of a gun. So I wonder if that's going to take some getting used to there. No, I, I absolutely agree. And while he got reps in, in you know, practice in preseason, he never got reps with the first team. So this is all new to him. I mean, they, they were definitely sticking to their guns that Tyrod was going to be their starter forever. So I definitely, it's definitely a problem for them. Yeah, it is. It's going to, I think it might take a, a little bit of an adjustment. Not a major adjustment, but a little one to realize the ball's coming at a much faster rate than, uh, I mean, like I said, kids got a gun. It was, it was, wow. Even on TV, it was very noticeable how hard he throws. So, uh, good to see. I mean, I think good, uh, good times are coming for Cleveland. This is the Weekend Fantasy Update. He's Jim Day. I'm George Kurtz. Like I said, 3 o'clock hour, we'll take your phone calls. 1-844-84-FNTSY. That's 1-844-843-6879. You can also hit either one of us up on Twitter, and we'll answer those questions as well. We will be back. Jim Day and George Kurtz, Weekend Fantasy Update. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back. Weekend Fantasy Update. Great tune, man. Great tune. Sean Anger, you do a magnificent job with the music. Even when I'm, even when I'm not hosting. This is just great. I, I can sit this all day rather than uh, having a chat with Jim. I would have no problem with this. I'll tell you right. what, it's a, would... a, a heck of a lot better than what we get on the Frenzy. <laughs> get all, get all that rap music on the Frenzy. Oh, God. Listen, you, you work with Tony Sincata, man. We got country music. I right, yeah, was driving me crazy, true. man. And I was like, oh, come on. I need some rock and roll. And God, Tony even likes rock. So it was like he was all about country, but that used to drive me insane after a while. All right. If you enjoy playing daily fantasy sports but are sick of dealing with professionals using algorithms to select hundreds of lineups and entries, try the Props Builder tool at mybookie.ag. Forget having to create multiple lineups. Ditch the hassle of dealing with late scratches and avoid experts winning 90% of the money. Invest in the players that you want without salary caps. And if you sign up for a new account using the promo code FNTSY, you can elect an option to receive a 50% deposit bonus with a rollover requirement. No more dealing with late lineup scratches. No experts to compete against. Just you and the prop that you choose. Go to mybookie.ag. Enter promo code FNTSY upon sign-up and choose your matchups using the Props Builder tool. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. So, Jim, DFS, how many uh, on a typical Sunday, how many DFS lineups are you putting in? Uh, usually around 15, maybe 20. You're crazy. Uh, I, don't go, I don't go crazy. I just a little bit here. Really? And they're, not, and they're not big numbers. They're not for big dollars, so... 26 uh, redraft leagues, 15, 20 DFS, but you're not crazy. No, yes, that's normal. Hey, you know what? I, I, drafting has always been my favorite thing to do in this in this game that we play, and I'll draft as often as I can, when I can, however I can, even if it's in daily. I get to pick yeah. my players. I'm good with that. I agree with you about drafting. It, it's like For me, it's like Christmas morning for adults, and anybody uh, wants to follow uh, 
Jim on uh, on Twitter, especially during the uh, draft season. He's always putting draft masters up there all the time. I mean, what, from May on, it seems like you're putting him up there. Uh, so Jim Day at Fantasy Taz, always a must-follow for anybody for, uh, wanting to do really anything with fantasy football. All right, so we know 2015-20 lineups. You play in 26 leagues. Are you a gambler? Not really, no. I'm not a big gambler. Uh, this is probably the only thing outside of playing a poker, small wager poker tournament once in a while. This is about the only thing I really bet on anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, listen, I love poker. I'm a big poker guy. I could play poker all the time, and I, I enjoy I playing tournaments, uh, go to casinos. I enjoy that. That's a lot of fun. For, uh, I'm a very analytical person. I am very, I'm not some, I can't read people. Unless you're really obvious. If I can read you, you got a problem. You shouldn't be playing. But I know the percentages. I'm a math person. So I know the numbers. I know what my odds are of winning. And I tend to, uh, to ride that. Uh, as far as the uh, gambling, you know, uh, with the spreads, I enjoy, you know, I do it more, Jim, for standalone games. We discussed this with Dan Strafford this morning. Uh, with standalone games, I generally uh, do it more often. Sunday afternoon games, sometimes I'm just too busy to get the, the bets in. But uh, the Thursday night games, the Sunday night games, the Monday night games, uh, not that I truly need uh, a reason to watch these games. I'm going to watch them anyway. But it's sometimes if I don't have a fantasy player in the game, you know, maybe get, get something a little right on there. And then 25 50 bucks on a game, especially if I feel uh, that I, I have a winner here. I don't do it just if I don't like it, but I, I don't mind putting some money down on the games, Jim. Yeah, I, you know, a little bit. I, I'm starting to get break into it a little bit more, but it's always been my opinion in the past that if I tell you to bet on a game, do the exact opposite of what I tell you. <laughs> uh, if I could to... only learn to do that myself, I'd probably win 100% of the time. Isn't that funny? Look, sometimes I feel the same way. Okay, I, I think this team's going to win. I should go the other way. But still, I feel this team's going to win and cover. You know, it's like, damn. You know, listen, there's a reason Vegas does well. They know what they're doing. You know, and uh, I always say, I, I, it amazes me. You, even professional athletes, when they get mad about a spread, oh, we're being disrespected. No, you're not. Yeah. All Vegas is trying to do is get half the money on one side, half the money on the other side. That's all they're Absolutely. trying to do. It has nothing to do with which team is really better. And they keep moving it around until they get the exact right point right. that they wanted at. Absolutely. No doubt about it. And the people that don't realize that are the ones that absolutely shouldn't be betting because <laughs> that is all you're, they're you're, trying to do. Right, you're, 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 you're 100% correct. My next question for you is another question I like to ask people because uh, it came up. Uh, it, my routine changed. What's your routine on a Sunday morning before, well, before the game start? Well, I got to get up uh, super early. I'm usually up between 5.30 and 6 o'clock just to make sure I have all the latest lines, uh, make sure I have all the latest news uh, because I have to get on the air at 8 o'clock with uh, Mike Blewett and Scott Angle to do the morning show. Uh, once I'm done with that, then I switch over to usually to my Facebook uh, fantasy football group and Twitter and answer a bunch of questions there, uh, as well as emails. Now I got people to send me emails all the time. <laughs> so uh, I'm constantly as adding, getting asked questions, and I try to answer every single one I get asked just because that's what I like to do. I love to answer, you know, starts at questions, things like that. Uh, so I really do, you know, ask people to chime in and, and get their questions to me and I'll answer them, uh, especially on Twitter. I'm there a lot. And then usually around 1130, I start watching for all the inactive so I can make sure I'm up on top of any surprises, make sure that the people that follow me are up on any surprises. So I'll post a lot of that. Uh, and then it usually it's right up until game time, just making sure I have all my lineup set, everything I need to get done that way. And there's no surprises. Yeah, I'm very similar. I don't give up my email. I don't want to. I, I, I get enough emails a day. I don't need to get questions on there. But Twitter, I'm all over Twitter. And I like you, I try and answer every question. People do hit me up on Facebook too, but I don't check Facebook all the time. So you're really better. The Twitter's. I'll answer your Twitter question. If I don't answer your question on Twitter, it means I just missed it. You know, sometimes you get a whole bunch of questions. I one may uh, skip by me. What do you do? You watch any of the pregame shows? Uh, I watched the 12 o'clock Fox show mainly because my wife really likes it. Um, she likes those guys. So we end up watching that one. But I have to admit, I'm only paying half attention. Uh, most of the stuff they're talking about really doesn't affect fantasy football at all. Uh, so I really don't really pay a ton of attention to it. 
Uh, it's more just in background noise for me while I get everything else done. And I, I'm with you with Facebook. I mean, up until a couple of months ago, I was ready to quit Facebook. And then I had an idea one day. I was like, you know what? I'm tired of all the political stuff. I'm tired of all the people showing me what they had for dinner. And I, I was really just done with Facebook. And then, you know, a friend of mine mentioned, hey, why don't you just start a fantasy football group for a few of us? We can just go in there and talk football every time we want. And uh, for some reason, that group has just gone nuts. Uh, in the two months since I opened it, we now have almost 1,400 members. Uh, there's people posting new things, you know, 10 or 20 new posts a day. Uh, it, it's really gotten kind of nuts. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, it's also good that you're there. If people want to hear, they you know. Listen, I remember before I was in the industry, there were times I would have liked. This is before. Well, go. I'm really dating myself, but this is before. You know, we we didn't have barely had computers back then, and I would yeah. have liked to have bounced off some uh, questions. Even I think most of the time, these the people who ask the questions, they know what they want to do, they know what the answer is, but they want to hear someone back them up. You know, and I, I get that. I totally get that, which is why I try and answer all the questions I can. Because I understand when I, you know, before I was in this, before, you know, we could ask anybody, I get it. So that's why I always try and answer the questions. The reason I asked you what you watch is uh, I've changed my routine. Now, I do like the, the pregame shows, but I've been, a, uh, I've been watching NFL Countdown on ESPN for, probably since it first came out. And this is the first year I just I don't care anymore as, as far as that show. I mean, it's not that the, they, they're not – they're – they became more into entertainment. And as you said, I need fantasy news, or at least NFL news that helps fantasy. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to hear all the entertainment stories. I don't care. All right? I, I just don't. You know, it's not what I'm here for. They're, they're sort of gravitating more to what Fox does and the, the fun. I understand it's fun. That's great. That's not what I'm here for. You know, I've actually gravitated more towards uh, what is it, fantasy football now on ESPN2 with Matt Berry, Field Yates, because once again, they're giving fantasy, not that I may agree with that information, but they're giving yeah, fantasy I was going to say. <laughs> well, you know, Look, I, real, I, I love those guys as much as the next guy, but too much of their information is guided towards their 10-team basic leagues that, you know, they have millions of people yes. playing. So that's their audience. I get that. But they're not, they're, they're not talking about stuff that's pertinent to guys like you and I. That's very so that, that I mean, kind of pushes me away from that. And, I mean, the worst is actually the NFL Network. I mean, the shows they put on, uh, even if they try to be guided towards fantasy football, are, are all a joke. I, I, I agree. I mean, in fantasy football, you can make fun of it all you like. People who don't play, you know, it's nerd, da, 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 whatever. We drive it. I mean, we were driving the NFL. The NFL realized this a long time ago. That this is where the new people are coming, and you got people now who really don't care about football, but they're playing fantasy football. So now they're watching football. They may buy a jersey or whatever it might be. Fantasy, in my mind, is what's, is what's made the NFL what it is. You know, because this industry has blown up over the past 10, 10 years, if not further back than that, and the NFL realized the advantage of it. Uh, now, I, I'm a, I also like the fantasy show, the stupid puppets thing. On uh, uh, ESPN, uh, what is it, ESPN Plus? It it makes me laugh. Once again, I just it's entertain that show. I don't mind for entertainment. You know, with Matthew Barry, Daniel. I think it's Daniel Dopp. I think it's incredibly funny. It just it makes me laugh. You know, I'm not really there for uh, you know any really fantasy information. Some of it's useful, but most of it's not. But I, I to me, it just makes me laugh. The stupid puppets, the straw man, the slurping. I don't know that that's uh, that's funny, and I like it. Were you so a big it, Muppets guy back in the day? I actually hated the Muppets. You hate? hate oh man, I can't talk to you no more. How could you hate the Muppets? You know what it was? Because you know, listen, you and I are about the same age. We didn't have nine thousand TVs in the house back then. My brother and I got to share one TV, and he uh, he'd uh, if it was his night, he'd have to watch them. He'd wanted to watch the Muppets. He liked the Muppets, and I wasn't able to like watch MacGyver or something like that. I liked the crime shows or the adventure shows back then, and that sticks with me. The Muppets, yeah, I. Uh, not a Muppet guy. No, it's just kind of, which is kind of odd. I get it because I like the fantasy show. But uh, yeah, <laughs> not, not a Muppet guy at all. Didn't like that one little oh, bit. Oh, man. Nowadays, you, you, you couldn't give me enough animal banging on his drums. I, you know, I know who you're talking about there. I do like him. I like Oscar the Grouch. Uh, listen, I hate Elmo as far as one of the new, <laughs> newer ones, uh, the Red Freak. And the reason I hate him is uh, it's another little football story here. When my oldest daughter was about two, three years old. Yeah, you put her down for a nap. Now, generally, uh, during the daytime, I'm, I was with the kids back then because my wife worked nights. And football Sunday, I got to put her down for a nap, two o'clock. And I swear to God, she, when she took a nap, she had to sleep with Elmo. That made her relax. I couldn't find Elmo one time. And I, it's just, once again, this is during football Sunday. I am freaking out because I can't watch the games because I'm searching for Elmo. And this little girl had an evil look on her face. You know, an evil little look. 
And I finally found the doll that about 20 minutes was hidden in one of her other toys. I swear she put him in there on purpose so that I couldn't find him. You know, I, oh, to this day, I, I can't stand Elmo. Uh, Elmo can go, go to blazes, red freak. Uh, okay, well, just, yeah. just to point out the obvious, actually, Elmo is more Sesame Street than he was Muppets, but I get your. He's the same you're going damn thing. He's still a Muppet. <laughs> okay, he's still a red freak that ruined a football Sunday for me, or at least a, a half a football Sunday. So, yeah, wasn't uh, wasn't all that thrilled with that. But, uh, yeah, so that's why I didn't like the Muppet Show. So now people know more about that than they want, so, which is all nice. And, you know, it dawned on me earlier this morning. You know, in one of your emails we talked about yesterday. You said you haven't you haven't watched a baseball game in a couple of years. Yeah, really, no, I have not. Uh, I'm a Mets fan, dude. It's hard to pay attention to that. Oh, well, enough said. Yeah, <laughs> Mets fan. I think I may understand that. Then I think I may understand that very well. Uh, yeah, Mets uh, have their issues. Uh, I thought they should have traded, uh, or they, I thought they should trade uh, Degrom. I've said that a couple of times. I think they'd be better off uh, rebuilding the team through uh, trading him because of his age. And he's only got one year, I think one, maybe two years left. And by the time that contract comes up, he's going to want bigger money. And the Mets still may not be uh, ready to compete. I think I would think about moving DeGrom in the offseason. Sure, uh, but I'm they'll the trade him for some guy that comes to New York, can't, stink, can't take the pressure, and will stink it up here like every other big trade they've ever made. So you're not a Wilpon guy. Shocking. Oh, God, no. No, no. I, I really I hate to say I wish somebody would die already. But uh, I definitely wish he would sell a damn team. How's that? I think he would need both of them to die. Uh, <laughs> well, that's true. Know. Good point. <laughs> I think so. All right. Uh, before we hit the break here, I got a quick question on Twitter. Uh, I don't think it's to you and I, so you've probably already seen it. This week, would you prefer, I assume it's Tevin Coleman and not Corey Coleman, so I'll say Tevin Coleman, or Jordan Howard at Flex in a standard league? Oh, I, I have Jordan Howard much higher. Coleman's got a really tough matchup this week. Um, it, you know, New Orleans, while giving it up through the air, has been very good on the ground. They've only given up uh, one touchdown to running backs, only an average of 12.6 points uh, a game. And that's in PPR league, so it's much lower in standard. So, yeah, they've been real tough against the run. I think Coleman is going to be a, a real tough play this week. So I absolutely go with, uh, with Howard in that one. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a pretty easy choice. I love Jordan Howard, and if they're going to keep. Th- I know it's a standard league, but if they're going to keep throwing him the ball too, yep. I mean, uh, wow! I-, I thought Tariq Cohen. Uh, I sort of bought into the hype of Tariq Cohen during the offseason. They're going to use him as a you know a weapon, and uh, we haven't seen that. They haven't needed that yet. But uh, listen, I like Coleman. Don't get me wrong, I do. And uh, I, for people, it's another question I've gotten: Should I release Coleman after this week? Why? Yeah, really. You know, no. <laughs> Even if Freeman comes all, back next week, he's going to get hurt again. Well, it's not even that, first of all. Second of all, you know, the, this team loves Coleman, and they're going to keep involved. They've already said that there's a good chance he becomes the main back even when Freeman comes back at this point because he's their future, not Freeman. They'll probably move on for Freeman as soon as his contract is up. Um, look, Ke- Coleman gives them, you know, Freeman gives them a lot too. Don't, don't get me wrong. I like Freeman. When he's on the field, he's a great player. But Coleman has been – leeching into his touches more consistently every year. So I, I think that trend not only continues, but it gets worse uh, for Freeman owners. So yeah, he, he's he been, for the last couple of years, a good standalone backup running back that you could have on your bench no matter what. So I don't care what happens. You don't get rid of him. I, I agree. Oh, I completely agree. You're not getting rid of Coleman. I might disagree with you about Coleman being the running back there of the future, though. He's a free agent after the year. So he's going to have to I, I know, paid. but this this is coming from the GM. Yeah, well, that's, what's the GM going to say? No, we're letting go of him? I don't care what the GM says about during the season. Talk to me after the year. Uh, nah, you know what? You've got to take some of it. I understand what you're saying, but you've got to take some of this as, you know, being what they're thinking as well. It's not all just BS. Uh, Freeman's making $8 million a year. You just paid Ryan a hefty sum. Julio Jones wants to get paid, and that's probably more important than Coleman. I mean, so I don't know where this money's coming from. Are you going to spend on four top offensive players and your defense? No, I, I think I think, Freem, think Freeman's gone. There'll be a lot Freeman of dead money gone. to let go there. He only signed his contract last year. So there'd be a, a decent amount of dead money that goes if uh, they let Freeman go. I think they'd like to let Freeman go. I, well, I think they're going to try and trade him is what I think, to be honest with you. So, uh, then, so then, then the money gets escalated. Out there. You can't do that in today's NFL. Not the way the contract situation is. You can't trade him. 
I mean, that money would get escalated, all that bonus money. The, the cap would be crushed. So I don't, I don't think that's going to happen either. I think they're sort of stuck here. I think they're really yeah, sort we'll of stuck We'll see how here. it works, but I, I think that's what they want to do. We'll see. But either way, you can't drop Coleman. I don't care which way you look at it. Agreed. No way you're dropping Coleman here. Like I said, bottom line for me is Freeman's going to get hurt again. Even if he comes back and starts next week, he's not starting the next 13 games after that. We are the Weekend Fantasy Update. Jim Day, George Kurtz. We are back after this to start discussing some Week 3 games. Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Oh, a little meatloaf. I like the music and the food. Making me hungry here, Sean. Making me hungry. Weekend Fantasy Update. He's Jim Day. I am George Curtis. Fantasy Factor is the only DFS site with exclusively single-entry contests. It's a fun and recreational place to play with small leagues and flatter prize pools. They have great free promos like Survivor, Super Bowl, Squares, and March Madness Bracket Contests. Sign up today. Go to FantasyFactor.com. That's FantasyFactor.com. So, Mr. Day, uh, where can we find you on this channel? Oh, you can find me uh, every Sunday morning from 8 to 10 with Mike Blewett and Scott Engel uh, for fantasy football today uh, sorry i forgot the name of that and then sunday night we have uh fantasy football rewind with scott angle and i at eight to ten and then i do the P- football frenzy podcast with uh cory parson and chris ventra every day from 1 to 2 p.m right after the bff show with greg sussman and frank stample very nice very nice so you, sundays are a little rough then you got to work in the morning and at night so, uh, uh, oh, you know pain. me, George. I could talk all day about football. Ain't that the truth? Eh? Listen, I'm, uh, I'm the, uh, the update guy on Sunday afternoons uh, with, uh, who am I with? Lawyer Michaels, Joe Galena, uh, Cam Stewart, Chris Bavona. Like, everybody's on this show. So, yeah, I like uh, that show. I, I try to watch, listen to you guys a lot. Uh, listen, uh, you want to have fun. Cam Stewart and Gabe Marenzi, that's a show that I like to listen to because Gabe's nuts. Yeah, I mean, Gabe is certifiable. Nuts. I think uh, I thought Tony Sincata was crazy, uh, and Gabe is—he's I mean, literally certifiable. But it's fun. And by the way, for those gamblers out there, those are the guys you really want to pay attention to. Uh, a, they gamble on everything, literally everything. I think Gabe would uh, gamble on a, you know, a cricket match. You know, he, he's uh, that kind of guy. But he does his homework, so he's a guy I listen to as far as gambling advice uh, coming in. But that being said, and of course, I can, all his gambling advice can be found on dailyroto.com. Indeed, can. And once again, another must read. Uh, first game up Indianapolis, Philadelphia. Now, uh, Philadelphia's first home, um, home game, right? Second home game, actually. Carson Wentz's return here. They're minus seven. You know, the over under is 46 and a half. Uh, Indianapolis. They've got some issues, Jim. Uh, no Marlon Mack. Right, he he's down. Jordan Wilkins going to be the starter there. Jack Doyle's out. Not that he was lighting it up anyway, but he's out. Options seem limited here. How are you feeling about this game? Well, I think it's going to be a lot tighter than people think. Um, you know, Indianapolis defense has actually been playing quite well against the past. Uh, against the past, they're tenth against opposing quarterbacks and seventh against opposing wide receivers. And with Wentz, you know, with his first game back, you got to think he's going to be a little bit rusty. We'll have to see how that works out. Probably can't be any worse than what Foles was doing to them. But it is a tougher matchup than people think. Um, Indianapolis is going to keep it close. The the thing I really don't like here is that you know. 
the one thing we've seen with Andrew Luck's return is that he's not going to light it up by going downfield a lot. He's become a dink and duck passer, and and that's okay. In this league, you can make that work with the right play calls because, look, you only got to get 10 yards at a time to keep advancing, so that's really all that matters. You don't need those huge plays, but you do need every once in a while a stretch of defense, and he's just not doing that enough right now. Against uh, this Philadelphia defense that is supposed to be so good, uh, they've been having a real start real bad start to the season uh, against Atlanta and, of course, getting lit up by Fitzpatrick last week. So it, it's going to be an interesting game. I, I think that minus seven, I think that might be a little too high. I kind of agree with you. I'm not betting the game, but if I was, I would take the plus seven Indianapolis for the reasons you mentioned. All right, let's talk about some players, though. Jordan Wilkins. Any chance you start, I mean... Is he, I mentioned before, you have, we have our Giovanni, Giovanni Bernards, Latavius Murrays, Corey Clements. Those guys are all backups, but are going to be put into significant roles this week. Would you put Wilkins in that same class? No. <laughs> no. Um, again, 173 leagues, not one share of Wilkins. Um, it just, I don't like any of these running backs on this team, except for one, only because I think he'll be highly involved in the passing game this week, and that's Naheem Hines. I think we see another game like week one where he sees six, seven, maybe even more targets this week. And I think uh, he's a, somebody that if I'm playing a, a running back on Indianapolis side, that's who I'm playing. Fair enough. Can't say I disagree with you. I kind of agree. Eric Ebron. It hurts. Love. You love, okay, love Ebron. So, uh... Love Ebron this week. Look, I, I liked Ebron coming into the year. Look, with the receivers this team has, look, Ryan Grant is the number two wide receiver. He doesn't scare anybody. Uh, he's a good, you know, consistent short pass guy, which will work into this offense, but he doesn't scare anybody. So I expected a lot of 12 personnel from this offense. And that, well, you know, we've been seeing not as much as I thought going into the season, but enough to keep Ebron in, involved in the game plan and scoring touchdowns. He's definitely looking for him in the red zone, which is a good thing for Ebron. But now with, that, with Doyle out, uh, Ebron steps right into a really prime role and is, you know, one of those guys I definitely want to play everywhere this week. Okay, so let's, let's play a little game here. Let's test how much you really like Ebron. Ebron or Jimmy Graham? Yeah, you go tough one. I love Jimmy Graham this year, and we finally saw him get involved last week. Another game that should be, you know, a high-scoring game in my opinion. Um, geez, ah, that's a tight one. But Atlanta, you know, Atlanta's done pretty well against tight end. They really shut down Zach Ertz in week one. Um, this is a tough matchup for, for Graham at home, but I, I – uh, I'm saying New Orleans. What am I talking about? Boy, that's yeah, a real. Plays Washington. <laughs> Washington this week. Sorry about that. Um, that's just bias from last year coming into the play. Um, yeah, Washington actually has given up a touchdown to tight end this year. Uh, I definitely don't mind Graham. I actually have Graham as my number five tight end this week, but I do have Egram, uh, Ebron as my number four. Okay. Oh, that's gonna, that actually answers the questions there. So you have him above, uh, guys like Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph. Yes, uh, George absolutely. Kittle. Yeah. Okay, uh, so you're... Actually, I have George Kittle as my number three this week. Oh, wow. Okay, we'll get to that when we discuss San Fran. Like it, though. Like it. Uh, Lotus, I just picked up Kittle in a league or two. All right, Philadelphia. Doesn't they, they've got their issues as well. Okay, I mean, are you bothered? Not, not so much that they signed Jordan Matthews. Listen, they're desperate. I get it. You've got to do what you've got to do. But that forces Nelson Aguilar to the outside. Does this, are you afraid of this? To talk about Wentz, his first start, what you're doing here, and Aguilar going to the outside. How are you feeling? I'm not sure they get Aguilar to the outside yet. You know, Matthews just got back. He's still not 100%. Um, you know, Aguilar has been doing great in the slot since last year. You know, I think it would be stupid to force him back outside because the one thing we've never seen him do on the outside is perform. Uh, when he started, he was on the outside, wasn't doing anything, didn't do anything until they moved him into the slot. But it's not like you could put Jordan Matthews on the outside either. So I, I think eventually this is really going to kill Aguilar's value. And that's why I'm telling everybody right now, sell him high. Try and get rid of him now while you can, because if Matthews does indeed get into this lineup, they're going to put him in the slot. They're going to put push Aguilar to the outside on most snaps, and that's just going to kill his value. I'm worried as well. Uh, I'm certainly worried. I think it's a, it's a problem. 
I mean, are you fixing what's not broken? I mean, that's what I worry about. I understand you need a wide receiver, but maybe you should have found one that, you know, could play on the outside. But I think the difference there is I think well, they want well, they, to play they did do that too. I mean, they went out and got Kamara Aiken, who played like 78% of the snaps last week and didn't have a bad game considering they just brought him into the team. So I'm kind of wondering how that's all going to stay together, to be honest with you. It should be uh, – all right, so Carson Wentz. Does, does this bother you? Uh, I assume you have Wentz in one of these leagues, or at least a couple. I guess what I'm asking is, is he his first game back? The mess at wide receiver. Even the running backs got some issues here. Is he an automatic start for you, or is there are there quarterbacks that I'm talking about good? I'm not talking about the bad backups, but good solid backups. Uh, ben Roethlisberger could be a backup to fall for him. Uh, Mahomes could certainly be, and I would certainly start Mahomes over him. Uh, guys like that, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is he an automatic start for you, or because it's his first game back, would you think about playing it more the cautious route if you have a backup with a great matchup who's playing well? Well, right now, absolutely. If I got Mahomes or Fitzpatrick, I'm riding the hot hand. Uh, look, you know, Fitzpatrick, there's a chance in any game that the wheels come off. We've seen that happen to him in the past. But we've also never seen him have the group of talented receivers he has now. Uh, you know, Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson, these guys are just getting it done for him. And I think that's going to continue. And I actually think that he's done enough now, especially if they win Monday night, that he's going to be the starter for the rest of the year. Because there's no way you bring Winston back in and make him start the starter again if, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick comes out of the first three weeks 3-0 and against three teams he was supposed to lose to. Uh, yeah, I think uh... – it's, I listen in a, a lot of leagues. I claimed Winston. I claimed him. I drafted Winston. I played a lot of two quarterback leagues. So he's my quarterback three, because I figured at that time, man, eh, he'll be around in week four. You know, he'll start. I really didn't. I don't think I need him till week six, seven anyway. So I figured, oh, he'll be fine by then. Yeah, that ain't working out too well, because I agree with you. You know, I think win or lose Monday night, I think he's going to have a good game. You know, so I don't see him losing it then. And you know, Dirk Cutter's got his own problems. He needs the winner. He's gone. Yep. Uh, so I don't know if going back to Winston's going to be if, – if Fitzpatrick's winning, he has to stick with them. He's playing well, he has to stick with them. But then again, Tampa Bay also needs to make a decision on Winston. You know, are they extend that contract or are you know, let him go? So he has to play at some think, point this season. I don't think they're going to extend that contract at all. Look, they, they, even the GM before the season said there's no guarantee he gets his job back when he comes back. They're, they're so annoyed with his off-field you know, stuff that they have to continually deal with. Plus, he, you know, he's not the leader that they want him to be in the locker room or in the huddle. And as long as that happens, uh, then so it, it's, you know, it's going to be an issue going forward no matter what. But at this, this point, I don't think he's their quarterback of the future at all. No, I agree. I think there's uh, I think they're probably going to let go because the, the, the big money's coming up. You know, and I don't know if you want to rely on him for the big money. I, I don't. Uh, I think the I think what the GM said at I think it was at the week three of the preseason was just motivational crap. It ended up being pro- prophetical because uh, Fitzpatrick has played so well. Where uh, you know there's no I, I'm not going from Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick either. I'm a big believer you win with a guy who's who's you know he, he's you're winning games with Fitzpatrick. How can you go away from him? Uh, right. That being said, you know I do look at the uh, schedule here. You know you're trying to find something uh, for Tampa Bay. And, uh, they play Chicago in week four, Atlanta week five, both on the road. Those could be two rough matchups for Fitzpatrick before they come home again against Cleveland. So I think your best chance for Winston out, uh, outside of an injury to Fitzpatrick is probably week seven against Cleveland there. But uh, I'm not feeling it either. You know, I think I'm holding out some hope because I have Winston in a couple of leagues, but I know I came real close to releasing him in a league or two. But I decided in the end I was doing well in those leagues. I didn't need to, so I didn't make that choice. But, uh, yeah, I'm feeling you, Jim. I think, uh, I think uh, Winston... I don't think he's played his last game, but I think it's coming closer to that than uh, he's in the middle of his career there. So before we move on from Indianapolis and Philadelphia, Corey Clement, Ajayi's out, Sproles is out. Corey Clement dealing with a little bit of an issue with his own self. So uh, I think he's going to play. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Where do you have him ranked? Uh, not as high as a lot of other people do. Um, look, I, I think he's going to be highly involved in the passing game. Uh, I do think you know he's going to see six, seven targets out of the backfield. 
But I'll tell you what, here's a sleeper for you. I know you don't like that term, but I'm going to throw one at you anyway. Josh Adams, I could see him getting a lot of the the early down work. Uh, I could see him getting goal line work. This is a guy they really liked going into the preseason. Uh, had a good preseason. Uh, just barely didn't make the 53-man roster because he really isn't a special teams guy that they need at that extra position. But now that they need a running back, I think he presents more of a value to them than Wendell Smallwood does. I might agree. I almost know. I think long long term, I like him a little bit more because I don't think Ajayi will be around uh, long term either. Uh, listen, I have Clement as a high end running back three, uh, so I think he's certainly usable this. Uh, That's week. fair, absolutely. Yeah, I, running back three, I have no problem with that. But I've seen some guys list him as you know at the bottom of running back one, beginning of running back two, and to me, that's just way too early. Yeah, I think that's a little crazy. I think that's uh, some wishful thinking there. Uh, listen, I wish he's, I don't, I don't have Clement anywhere either. So it's not like I'm, uh, I have to worry about this, but man, low end running back one, that seems to be awfully high here. I said, I am a high end running back three. I think he'll have a nice solid game, a guy you can plug in there to replace. I think if you had Clement as a handcuff to a Jai, you're fine. I'm not worried about it. I'm not. But here, to me, game. I think if you look at it in DFS terms, uh, to me, I think he's actually a nice pivot play. You know, everybody's going to be on him because he's so low cost uh, and he's going to be a, a chalk play for a lot of people. I think it's nice to pivot away from him and pick somebody else to, to be a little contrarian. And we will discuss our DFS lineup. We'll do that in the last segment at uh, the 3.40 uh, time. We will uh, discuss our DFS picks, survivor picks, uh, gambling picks, anything else you want to uh, know. Uh, Jim and I will go over that. Uh, over under, 46 and a half. Which side are you taking? Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, and this line has moved a couple of times as they're trying to figure this out, too, because uh, they have the same concerns. You know, Vegas has the same concerns with us as we do with, you know, what Wentz is really going to be able to do. Uh, um, you know, I want to say under, but this is a game that could easily go over. This is not a game I would bet just because there are too many unknowns for me. I agree. I'm not, I'm not betting it. You know, when, when it comes to over-unders, the first thing I always uh, do is – I pick a, pick a score. And for me, I got 24-20. All right, so I got 24-20 here, so that means I'm going under here. But obviously, it also means I think Vegas is exactly right. They got a, a field goal higher, not even. It was pretty much the same. Well, just so higher. you know, on, through the first two weeks, uh, on using the Vegas lines, there's been 15 overs and 17 unders. That's about as pretty fair as you can get. That's annoying. Not help me any. All right, not help the betters any there, but it's 50-50. I said, I won't be touching this game. I'm not. If I don't feel strongly about it, I don't. I'm not someone who feels like I need to bet every game. You know, I don't. And uh, there are 10 1 o'clock games on, uh, on Sunday. Does that bother you, Jim, that there's 10 at 1 and only 3 at 4? Yeah, it does bother me because, uh, you know, you sit there and try and watch the red zone, and they're just constantly back and forth, back and forth. Then you got four games at once, and you got eight games at once. Yeah, kind of nuts. I, I'd much rather them try to even it out. Yeah, so, I mean, I mentioned this morning, I mean, the, the West Coast teams that are coming out here, you know, San Fran's going to KC, Oakland's going to Miami. Listen, I'm not saying you need to make it 7-6 or, you know, 7-7 seven, seven or whatever it might be, but you couldn't make one of those two games and make it 8-5, you know, put five games on at 4 o'clock. I imagine a lot of this has to do with, well, some of sort of competitive advantage. We all know the stat, right? West Coast teams coming out to the East Coast, playing a 1 o'clock game generally don't do well. Yes, boys and girls, I am fully aware that Missouri is not on the East Coast. Okay? I don't want to hear it. But uh, that being said, we all get the point here. All right, so uh, I, and maybe the fans don't like coming to the 4 o'clock games. And they'd rather come to 1 o'clock. So I get that as well. But, yeah, I wish it uh, was. And you mentioned the Red Zone Channel. You ever watched the game split where they have like eight, you know, 10 games at once? It's going to put you into a psychotic fit watching yeah. all those games. Uh, you know, at the same yeah, I don't time. like I when they do that. that. Yeah, right. No, me either. All right, Jim Day and I will be back. Weekend fantasy update. We'll be back after this. We'll discuss Cincinnati and Carolina.